Hey there, it's me, Denise Lee, and welcome to the Introverted Entrepreneur Podcast, where we help improve your mindset and your money. In today's episode, I've got a question for you. Is it serving you? Meaning, are the things and the people and the activities in your life really helping get you to where you want to be? Or perhaps, if you were to be honest, it's actually a stumbling block. Well, if you're feeling a little murky on how to answer that question, stay tuned after this short break and we will dissect exactly how you can get the most out of everything around you. Coming to you after this short break. Hey there, and we're back. Thank you so much for sticking around. Is this your very first time listening? Holla! So glad you're here. Make sure you hit that subscribe button so as soon as I drop an episode, you'll be able to listen to it lickety-split. And I haven't ignored those of you who have been listening. I know, I know, you're still there. Thank you so much. Let's be friends on social media. Follow me on Twitter, Denise Chili, where I'll encourage, motivate, inspire you to be the best form of yourself. Everything that I'm going to be talking to you about can be found in my course, Amazing Attitude. Amazing Attitude is a 21-day program to help you become the best version of yourself in 20 day, 21 days. You'll get guided meditations as well as some questions to help you become more aware of who you are and who you want to become. I'll drop a link in the show notes below, but you can also find it on denisechilee.com slash courses and then click on Amazing Attitude. All right, without further delay, let's dive into today's episode. I did not sleep last night. At least I didn't sleep. I slept very late. And let me explain why. I was gnawing over this idea that my coach was telling me about. This whole idea of even the things that you think are innocent, are actually taking you away from your main goals. Think about all the little innocent time wasters. And I thought to myself, what are the things that I think are innocuous that are actually not serving me? And it actually gave me the inspiration for what I want to talk with you today. I think I might just share three, but who knows, I might get on a roll and talk about it again with you in a later session. But these are just three top things that I want to talk to you about this whole area of serving. And it's this whole mindset of time is short, our days are numbered. And are we really using our time effectively to help advance the causes that matter most to us and to our community? Because I think for a lot of us, especially those of you guys who are listening, you really want to do something impactful beyond just having clothes on your back and food in your stomach. I truly believe everyone who's listening to this ep- this podcast has a deep desire of impacting their community. And if that is the case, if that is who you are, then I really want you to wise up and get really intentional about what you feed your mind and how you influence others. And the way you do that is being really careful on the inputs that go through your mind. Because if we're not careful enough, we might find ourselves repeating habits and tendencies and practices that make us feel safe and secure, but in reality are actually hurting us. Okay. That being said, let's go back and let me explain why I went to bed at 1.30 a.m. this morning. 
I found myself for the very first time intentionally looking at how my phone was structured. Meaning, I know for all of us, we were using smartphones all day, every day. And we have various applications or apps. And as I was looking at my phone, I thought to myself, is this serving me? Meaning that is this what is really helping me get to where I want? Or are there tons of little distractions that seem innocent but are actually time wasters? And one of the things I must, must confess I was doing on my phone was constantly checking my browser, my internet browser. And I found myself just going on one particular website that had all this watercolor, water cooler news about pop culture events and all these other things. And why do I even need to know how many children this celebrity had? Or why do I need to know about what housewife or which city is doing? Or why do I even really need to know about these particular politicians doing things that I never care about? Why am I even concerning myself with these activities? Because I know my heart's not into it. I'm not interested in becoming involved in the entertainment or political industry. I'm not concerning myself about who looks great in a bikini? Why in the world do I need to see some someone of X amount of age look hot? It's just garbage stuff. Now, if that's what you like and you're in that industry, no, no worries. <laughs> Can press on, continue consuming what you're doing if that's per that's part of helping you in your career or your profession. If that's that's your industry. that's fine. But for me and my profession and what I need to do and my ambitions, it's not in alignment. I realized that that mindless scrolling on that particular website was meaningless. I took a hard look at my apps again and I asked myself, why am I checking my emails every hour, sometimes multiple times an hour, even though most of the times, and I'm talking about my non-business email account, okay? I have, I think for all of us, we have like 5,000 alternate email addresses, I remember when I was I first got married, I was so excited. I had an email, email, new emails address to announce my new last name to the world. And I think about all and I I closed down actually one of my other email accounts and I sent an email notification to some people and I said, Hey look, I'm not using this email address. Here it is. Here's my new email address. But the whole point is, why am I checking these email addresses when the vast majority of the email messages are solicitations, right? why am I checking it? What is the purpose behind it? It's not like I need to reply back to Bed Bath & Beyond and see what Bed Bath & Beyond is saying. I don't need to see what newest thing got dropped on sale. I, I don't need to look and be engaged in reading those emails all day, every day, throughout the day. It just makes no sense. So what I did was I took my app to access the internet and I access the emails and I put it not on my my main page when I first open up my phone, but three layers deep, three pages deep. So it's not the first or the second thing. It's literally the third thing I'm looking at because it's not a priority. It doesn't impact my life to check it frequently. Now, my business email address is a whole new ball of wax. I already get email notifications on my, my smartwatch as well as my phone when I get a business email message. 
that's important to me. That helps me to know if a client has a question or I'm interfacing with somebody in my community that we want to collaborate or just something else that's related to my business. That's a priority. I want to get those email messages. Getting email messages about Bed Bath & Beyond is not a priority. That had to shift. Having that easy access to my emails and to those that internet browser had to go. So I took it off my home screen and I pushed it off. And then I also looked at everything else on my app and I really systematically organized it by key ideas, entertainment, finance, other things, recording stuff, other things that really matter to me. That way when I'm on my phone is I'm using it like a tool and not a dumping ground where I'm scattered trying to figure out where the heck I put this app or trying to type it. Everything's neatly organized so I can optimize my time. I have a question for you. When you're looking at all the stuff that's around you in your environment, are you really optimizing your time? And I'm not just talking about in the area of phone. I just really spent a lot of time talking about my phone just to drive that point home. And part of it needs house cleaning. One of the on that note of house cleaning, I did a deep dive, guys. I did a deep dive about unsubscribing. Yes, yes, honey child. I unsubscribed from as many things as I knew that did was not applicable to me. I lost interest. And I wasn't even going to deny and lie to myself that I was never going to even buy or purchase or be interested, even at a later time. I went through my YouTube and I just started mass unsubscribing for to, to channels that didn't matter any much to me. Okay. A lot of us just need to stop lying to ourselves, myself included, and saying, if this is something that I really am not interested in, it's not important to me, it's not a prior to me, why am I letting it clog up space? I have a rule. I call it the one touch rule. I've explained it to my clients, explained it to my family members, and now I'm going to explain it to you. Meaning that if you touch something, put it away in its proper place or discard it. If you're physically touching, don't just drop it wherever you're at. Ha put it in its proper home. And that proper home may be organized somewhere on your phone or your computer or whatever, or, or physically organized somewhere. And or, or just delete it, remove it, throw it away, consolidate. Part of this whole thing of it's serving you is really asking yourself the hard questions about how you're using your electronic space as well as your physical space. And now I'm on a roll about this whole optimizing and organizing because I want to talk about something else that was on my mind regarding to organizing. I, <laughs> many years ago, I heard of this app for the Macs. Now, if you don't have a Mac, that's fine. I think they have versions for the PC version, but it's this app called, it's a freeware called Self Control. It looks like a spade with a skull and crossbones. <laughs> and what it literally is, is the nuclear option to prevent you from accessing particular websites that are just more or less distracting, that not do not help you. And what I did was I, or you mindlessly go there on the, on that particular page constantly. And what I did was I went on a self-control and I entered in uh, particular websites that 
I'm mindlessly find myself drifting towards and clicking on a lot, even though I really have no need to look at it multiple times a day or sometimes even multiple times a week, to be honest with you. And the the self-control app literally prevents you from going on it. On that computer particular device, now, obviously, you have to install it on every other PC or Mac or whatever you've got. But that that's something that has been really helpful for me. I used it before. And then I, re- I remember just thinking about, oh, yeah, I should still get that again. Because I remember when I got this new laptop that I had, I didn't re-download this, the app self-control. But now that I I was reacquainted with it, I was reading this article about how to organize and optimize your time online. I was like, yes, let me re-download it. And it works like a charm. And it helps me to think to myself, there's a reason why I'm putting this block because it's not serving me. It's not helping me get to really where I want to be, really what I want to do. And for a lot of us, it's just based on really habits that aren't serving us. And if you really want to dig a little deeper into how we develop those habits and how we get can get unstuck and, un, and ruining not ruining, eliminating the, its influence on us. I highly encourage you to check out Amazing Ad Tune. Again, I'll put the link in the show notes below. But just going back to this whole idea of it's serving you, let's now transition into another area about it's, is it serving you. Let's talk about our beliefs. Our beliefs are actually an combination of feelings attached with actions. Okay, and let's get into a little bit of nerd talk, (laughs) psychological babble, as it were. Now, our brains, you know, our brains are divided into many different spheres. And each sphere of our body, our brain rather, has a particular function. Now, we have this part of our brain called the frontal cortex, okay? And every single time we have an event or some new input or a new experience goes into our brain. It's recorded into our part of our brain called the frontal cortex, okay? And then through the frontal cortex, we have the, the event happens, the input's called a memory trace. And it's not just the event that's recorded, it's atta- the feeling that's attached to the event. Let me give you a very... Uh, that's something that's important to me that and you may be able to relate with it. Every time I look at the water, doesn't matter if it's water in a creek or on this in the ocean, or heck, even looking at water, wading back and forth on a pool, it makes me feel calm, it makes me feel relaxed, it makes me feel at ease and at peace. Because my mind has created the memory trace of water include uh, it means comfort, it means peace and tranquility, okay? Now, let's think about it in a different way. Perhaps you had an aunt that was really grabby and she smelled bad. And every time she came around you, she forced a big old bear hug around you, even though you just, only all you wanted to do was just run away, <laughs> Because she smelled bad, she was very clingy, and she made you feel wildly uncomfortable. And now every time somebody mentions your particular aunt, you wince. 
you feel uncomfortable. And why is that? It's because you've made the association of the feeling with the input. Now, ask yourself, now, what beliefs? Now, beliefs are based on repeated exposure to a particular input or action or activity. What things do you really need to create either a different belief system about or you need to eliminate? I was having this conversation earlier today with my husband and I remember he was marveling at the fact that around the same time frame that I was gaining weight was around the same time frame that I stopped weighing myself. And I really had to ask myself, why did I stop weighing myself? I was one of those people who religiously weighed myself every day and just counted the grams that was gained or lost. And the reason behind that, if I thought about it, was because I felt extremely disappointed in myself for gaining weight. And every time I saw another pound creep on the scale, and gave me the the feeling of disappointment and sadness and self-pity, okay? And I realized that in order for me to evade it, I had to avoid the scale at all costs. Problem is, you can't eliminate what you don't examine, meaning I couldn't eliminate the creeping up the wave if I didn't examine what was going on. And what I thought was actually giving me safety, which avoidance, was actually making things worse. And this morning, I had had a realization. Had the, the realization was not looking at the scale didn't take away the problem. Okay, I had the belief that I created was that if you avoid it, then somehow it won't be problematic. But the problem never went away. It never served me to avoid things that made me feel uncomfortable. You have to ask yourself, think about with your work, think about your business, think about with your kids, if you have anything about with your family members. Are you avoiding things that are really necessary to work through them? See, sometimes the way out is the way through, meaning that you have sometimes you have to work through the things that make you feel wildly uncomfortable and wildly upset. Because that's the only way you can be able to heal from it. And going back to this whole weight loss thing, I had to recreate a new memory. I had to create a new belief and create a new memory based on it. And the new belief that I chose to give to myself, okay, around that was that information empowers me. Information empowers me. Stepping on the scale is not a shame. It is not to make me feel upset. It's not to make me feel uncomfortable. It's just to give me information, right? And then once I kept telling myself it's information, then it didn't feel as bothersome to get on the scale because all it's doing is giving me information, right? A lot of us are running away from things based on beliefs, based on faulty information or misguided information. I really encourage you to think about something that you're avoiding or something that you know you really need to do and ask yourself, is it really helping me by hurt, by running away by or avoidance? Again, I talk a lot in depth about how to really face those fears with courage and amazing attitude. 
Because I truly believe for a lot of us, we're meant to just do absolutely amazing things. But the fears and the worries and the anxieties block us from how we're really equipped to do amazing things in this world. And I really want you to be the best version of yourself. And I know that just listening to this podcast is really not enough. I want you to take a deeper dive into that. Anyway, let's talk about my last thing about is it serving you and it's the area of who speaks into your life. Now it kind of overlaps with when I was telling you the beginning of our time with one another about doing the great uh, app uh, cleanse (laughs) or transformation where I was really organizing and prioritizing the things that I wanted to see first. A lot of us have too many acquaintances and too few friends. I'll repeat that again. A lot of us have too many acquaintances and too few friends. It's totally easy to have an acquaintance, a farewell, fair weather friend that only makes us feel good, never judges, never criticizes, never says anything that could actually help us. And the moment they make us feel uncomfortable, we push them out of our lives. Or the moment they make us feel uncomfortable, we never decide that we want to actually deal with the situation. Poof, be gone, block. Uh, block the emails, uh, persona non grata. And while that make may make you feel good, it may make your ego feel good, it's a terrible way to grow emotionally. I really want you to take a hard look and ask yourself, are the people in my life really helping me become the person that I want to become? Smarter, braver, more courageous. You fill in the blank of what you really want to become and ask yourself, are the people around you encouraging you to be that that next version? Now, let me give you a big caveat. And this we live in this kind of culture where where, where it's a throwaway culture. If it's if it's not serving you, just throw it away. I'm not talking about that. I'm asking you to take a big analyzation, analyze exactly the people around you, and you either need to demand better of yourself so you can show up and you can model the example that needs to be, or you need to talk with the people in your life, your friends, which if you got to be honest with you, a lot of them, you're calling friends, but they're really acquaintances because you've never allowed a vulnerability on their part of your side to even allow these types of conversations to manifest and ask yourself, am I really having a friendship where I can be raw and honest and vulnerable and show the icky, dirty, nasty parts of me that I'm afraid to show because I don't want to be rejected. I don't want to be hurt. I don't want to be looked down upon. But in reality, we all have messy, dirty, unorganized parts. We're all messed up people in this world. We're all dealing with anxieties. We're all dealing with insecurities and fears and vulnerabilities. And the only way that we can grow is through each other, through our relationships. And if we're just having this discard mentality where the moment they offend you or make you feel uncomfortable and you throw them away, you're missing the whole point of living life. For real, you're missing living life. Life is messy. Life is uncomfortable. Life is sometimes scary. And we can only grow with each other. 
So as you look and you examine, you ask yourself, I really need to level myself up and I need to level up my relationships, not necessarily thinking I need to throw them away as the first instinct, but what do I need to do within myself or within how the relationship is structured to make a difference? Perhaps I need to be talking less about the real housewives of whatever and more about how we're going to help hold each other accountable with our businesses. As an example, maybe I need to be honest and tell them about my anger issues. As an example, maybe I need to be honest about how I felt hurt when they ignored my desire to do X activity. To I'm just throwing out examples. Too many of us have gotten so afraid of being uncomfortable to the point we, we've emotionally crippled ourselves. And again, that's why I developed Amazing Attitude to take a deeper dive into that so we can emerge more powerful, more confident, more victorious, doing the things that we want to do, even though it scares us. Here's the thing. We are courageous, not in the absence of risk, but actually acknowledge of risk. And risk is how we grow We don't grow in the comfort zone. And I want you to think about your relationships with those family members as well. Instead of having persona non grata with that aunt, perhaps you maybe need to talk to your aunt and say, look, I know you mean well, but this makes me feel uncomfortable because, and then tell them. And of course, it's going to make them feel uncomfortable. But guess what? You don't have to be responsible of carrying their discomfort. It's not your responsibility to carry or be the caregiver of someone else's discomfort. You can speak with love and sincerity and honesty, but you don't have to own the dysfunction. Too many of us are owning too much wow dysfunction and it's unnecessary. Okay, now let's recap everything that we've talked about. Is it serving you? I want you to really take a hard look at, I just gave the example, a long example (laughs) about my electronic use, but you also look at what you're doing about your computer use and your phone use. Do you need to unsubscribe from some stuff? Do you need to cancel some stuff? What do you have that if you had an honest, good look at what you're doing, is it really helping you? I want you to think about your belief system and ask yourself, am I beliefs really on outdated information? Is it really applicable now? Or is it based on fears? And lastly, I want you to think about the people that speak into your life. Are you really having healthy communication? Or are you just trying to play it safe and avoid uncomfortableness because you're afraid of being rejected? These are really hard questions. And I'm hoping that you really take the time and really analyze the stuff that I talked about. Well, that is it. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed our time with one another. I always love talking with you too. If you'd love to continue the conversation, send me a message at podcast at denisechile.com. Love to engage with you. And bonus, if you uh, write me a review, let me know how you've been enjoying these podcasts. I'd love to send you a little token of my appreciation. Well, that is it. Thank you so much for listening. Take care and be awesome.